Hey guys, welcome back to The Rag. Woo! With the Bravo bitches, Jen and Yahira. Yay! We're here again. We're here and it is the month of love. So today we're going to be talking relationships. We're going to be talking all kinds of relationships. Friendships. Family. Ships. <laughs> family ships? Partnerships. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What other kind of ships are there? Is that all? There's a yacht. <laughs> There's the Royal Caribbean. Um, the oh my god, the icon of the seas. Ships. Hello, the icon of the seas literally exists. Anyways, <laughs> it is currently February nineteenth, President's Day, Monday morning, eight forty. Why are you telling them everything? <laughs> I'm gonna give them our coordinates next. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> We are just gonna shoot the shit yeah. with you guys. Shoot the shit. Yeah. This only happens once a month, mm-hmm. so... Should we tell them about our weekend first? Yeah, let's talk about our weekend. Okay, so it's a four-day weekend because it's President's Weekend and then Abraham's birthday. We celebrated it on Friday, even though it's the 12th. Um, <laughs> we were so far off. So far off. No, but it's on the calendar. It's Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Why did do my man like that i don't know he was literally born the 12th yeah that's so stupid i love abraham lincoln uh actually it doesn't say that on the calendar okay well it says that on the school calendars <laughs> all right on the Damn. district calendar it says february 16th that tells you abraham e- lincoln's birthday. that tells you everything you need to know about public schools public schools okay anyways um we had our Galentine celebration on Friday. Yay. We went to a new club. We were supposed to go out for dinner, but we just didn't really feel like it. Well, we didn't know where to go. Yeah. So, so we, we just, just got Chick-fil-A. Yeah. We decided to just like stay in and get ready together. Yeah. And then we went to a new club in downtown LA and yeah. had literally the time of our lives. It was such a good night. The vibes were immaculate. immaculate. My legs still hurt from it. My feet still hurt. I like can barely walk. Um, it was just a really overall a really good night. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. We need to do that again sometime next yeah. weekend. Um, what's next weekend? No, I can't. Why? Because we're going snowboarding. No, you're not. We're getting tattoos next weekend. That's this weekend. Oh my god, you know what I mean. I hate you. Okay, anyways. It's literally Monday. Shut up! It's this weekend? Shut up! Shut up! I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, I'm about to like pull my hair out of my head. Okay, well we did that on Friday. Saturday I had my niece's birthday party. Yeah. So I had to rally. Rally the troops. I went to Tijuana. Yeah, you slept three hours. I literally slept three hours. We got on the road by, like, I think, 9. And then we got there, literally, well, the four hours. So mm-hmm. we got there at 1. Mm-hmm. And then we were there for, like, five hours and then just headed back, literally. But it took us so long to cross over. Mm-hmm. We were sitting in line to cross for three hours. Damn. Yeah. And then the four-hour drive back, or the three-hour drive back, or whatever. So... Yeah. Yesterday was very much needed. Just like be at home. Yeah, yesterday day. we literally just chilled. Yeah. It was a very chill day. We were like cucumbers in the fridge. 
Chill as a cucumber. Chill as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that one. What? Yeah. What? That's really? the first time I've ever heard that. Shut up. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. We I watched Mitchell the Mitchells versus the Machines for the first time. Mm-hmm. I cried like a baby so many times yeah. in that movie. I didn't know that it was gonna be so emotional. What the it's fuck? It's such a good movie. I was so mad at you. Yeah. It was a really good movie, but I was so emotional. That's like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. This actually segues into one of our topics of conversation: family ships. <gasps> Hmm. Let's, let's talk about family ships i love my family i can go on and on about how much i love my family like i'm not even just talking about like immediate family? immediate family i'm talking about like extended family like my thousands of cousins that i have i can probably only give you one name of one cousin that i really really don't like oh mm-hmm. i can give you one name of a sister that i really really don't like <gasps> what's her oh. name spill Spill the tea. Tea. No, but like... She knows who she is. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I love my family, um, even like my cousins. Even though we don't talk like that, because like, my family's like really big, because my dad has as many siblings as I do, I think, mm-hmm. about, which is like 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, for me to like know all of my cousins and all that, like it's... I don't know all of them, but I hope... Like, I wish them well and everything. Like, I don't hate them or anything. I just don't know them like that. Yeah. Like, my siblings um, grew up with our cousins because they all lived in California at the time. But everybody's kind of moved away since then. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I love my family. Yeah. sister. Family is just like, it's a very important part of my life. I'm very family orientated, I would say. I've always, I don't know if I've ever told you guys, but I've always said, like, family before anything, if somehow, like, a birthday party comes up and you guys make plans, unfortunately, I will not be hanging out with you guys. I will be seeing my family. It's just the way that I was raised. Maybe being raised in a bigger family just helps that a lot. And as one of the older siblings, it's just, it feels like a responsibility to keep the family together. Yeah. So... Let's talk specifics. I have five brothers. Five brothers. And growing up with brothers, really... Growing up with just brothers, you can tell the difference between, like, me and somebody that has a sister. Yeah. Because the way that, like, you guys, like, in our friend group that have sisters talk to each other, and the way that I talk to you guys, you can drastically tell the difference. Yeah, she's a bitch. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that I'm not talking to my brothers, and I say shit, and I'm like, dude, somebody's gonna start crying right now. Yeah. Like, so- sorry. Sorry. It's just tough love. Suck it up. All right? You should be sorry. We didn't put you through shit for you to be treating us like this. <laughs> I don't even say anything as bad anymore. I've kind of, like, stopped a little bit. <laughs> picture i sent in the group chat yesterday oh my god <laughs> uh but that was to a man so that doesn't count yeah no but for sure i think that like that you do see the difference mm-hmm. in that because like i have nine brothers but like i don't think i grew up that close to them especially because mm-hmm. we're so far apart in age so like for them it was always like i'm their baby sister like they were always like they weren't, like, fucked up to me. Mm-hmm. Like, they would tease me and stuff, but it wasn't, like, to the point where, like... I know I'm sure it was, like, a little harder for you. Yeah, I was fighting for assholes. my life. But... I'm still fighting for my <laughs> life. 
Every time I go biz chat, you're fighting for your life. I'm literally fighting for my life. But then, like, having my sisters was really helpful because, like, I think it's also different because I was the youngest, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I got a lot of guidance from all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I just, as much as I would have liked to have a sister when I was younger, I don't think that having a sister was just in the stars for me. Yeah. Having, like, my brothers has really shaped the way that I am. And it's helped me, I don't know, like, at least I know how to fist fight, you know? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people can't say that they know how to fist fight. I grew up having to learn, uh, watch, uh, like, getting WWE moves practice on me. Oh my me. god. Like, I was getting thrown and everything, so at least I know how to fight. That was me with my nephews, because my nephews and I were the same age. <laughs> you know who you are. Oh. <laughs> they don't listen. <laughs> Yeah, they they freaking would beat me up. Yeah, so that's us and our siblings. I love my brothers. They know that. I think moving out just really helped our relationship. Like, yeah, we fight still over the phone, and I go over to my mom's house and, like, slap the shit out of them, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, well, yeah, because there's that space that's yeah. created now. And but... they literally miss me so much. Yeah. You know who you are. All of they them. Listen? <gasps> they don't. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I feel like, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, well, with my sisters, like, everybody's relationships are so different with their sisters, though. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I have, like, my two sisters that I can count on for everything. And, like, I can talk to them about anything. And, like, they're my safe space. And then, like, there's that one sister that is just, like, the oddball. Like, Mm -hmm. literally the odd one out. Like, she doesn't talk to any of us. And she's a bitch, so... I think also the difference in having brothers and sisters, it's never, like, really... I don't know, from what I've seen from, like, families, it's never really sad, but you can always feel like there's tension between sisters because, like, maybe the parents pit them against each other and everything like that, Mm -hmm. or maybe, like, the older sisters just don't like the younger sister. And I feel like with brothers, it... It's not like that. Because they literally don't give a fuck. Yeah, they Like, don't. they're never thinking. Also, also, like, Latina, like, Hispanic moms, mm-hmm. too, they love their sons. Yeah. So. I will say my mom is not one of those boy moms that, like, babies them or anything. They, now, especially now that I moved out, they're in charge of keeping the house clean and kept. Yeah. They're in charge of But before of that. You were doing everything, though. Yeah. Well, they would help. They would help. But I think having me as, like, their second mom, Mm -hmm. it also helped, like... Because I didn't want my brothers to be like that. I do not want my mom to raise mommy's boys. That's so gross. I hate mommy's boys. Yeah. So much. Mm -hmm. They're so gross. But, yeah. They usually do raise their sons to be little bitches. Oh, no. I can't say that, can I? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I already did. It's the truth. If the shoe fits, like, I feel like... My my mom does have, like, kind of, like, a softer spot for my brothers, Mm -hmm. but it's never been, like, her putting them, like, above, like, over us or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's always been pretty fair with my mom, I guess. Not with my mom. My dad? My dad is... My dad doesn't... I don't know. Actually, now that I think about it, but I feel like he definitely, like, does that thing where, like, it's, like, his girls, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... He doesn't really care about my brothers like that. Damn. You know? Like, it's not like that he doesn't care, I guess, uh-huh. but it's like... 
obviously like they're his daughters like that's what he cares about yeah i just said he doesn't care again (laughs) (laughs) your brothers are listening like dude what the hell they're gonna have beef with your dad now no but uh i think my brothers just definitely grew up with my with my dad differently than Mm -hmm. my sisters did because like my dad was like macho like growing up so he would like hit them and stuff oh okay mexico yeah you know um i think one thing that really i don't want to say hurt but like always caused the strain in my relationship with my mom was the freedom that she would give my brothers Mm. versus like the hold that she would have on me yeah and i think it really messed up my teen years especially because i wasn't necessarily sneaky but I wasn't always telling her the truth about what I was doing or where I was going, yeah. you know? I would tell her some of the truth, but I would never tell her, like, oh, I'm going to a party. Yeah. Because she would literally freak out. Mm-hmm. And listen, I can sit here and admit, I started drinking alcohol when I was, like, 16 years old. So I would come home from being out with my friends, and my mom would be like, soplame la cara to oh see God. if I was drinking alcohol. For real? Yeah, so I would, like, eat candy before getting home. You're so smart. And um, so that usually worked. But growing up, up until maybe I was like 20, my biggest arguments with my mom would be about being able to go out and actually being able to stay out for a while. Because obviously at 20, I wasn't able to, I wasn't going to the clubs. I never went to an 18 plus club, but I was not doing like... You know, I wasn't like horrible, but I wasn't being a saint either. Like, I can't sit here and not tell the truth. Like, I would go to parties and I would get messed up. And then I would walk home. Not walk home, but I would go home and like pretend to be really sober. And I think what really helped my relationship with my mom was moving to Mexico for a year. Okay. And so that time apart really... I think... Oh, is she okay? Yeah, she hit her toy again. Oh, I thought she hit her head. No. I think that time apart really helped my mom realize that I wasn't... Like, I'm an adult now. responsible. Yeah. Yeah, you could hold your own. Mm -hmm. And so when I came back home, it wasn't necessarily, like, me asking for... I would still ask for permission, like, oh, can I go Uh out? And she would try to set, like, the boundaries. Obviously, don't come home at 3 a.m., which I'm okay with. But there would be times where she'd be like, no, you can't. And I was like, okay, well... I was 21 when I came back home. I yeah. was like, I'm 21 now. Like, I'm going to go out, you know? Unfortunately for you, like, I'll be <laughs> home later, but I'm going out. So I think being able to set my foot down with my mom and just really explain to her that I wasn't a little kid anymore and I should be allowed to go out and I was going to be safe. Because it was a lot of, like, her being able to trust me. And yeah. I understand not being able to trust a young woman, especially when she's going out with just a bunch of girls and yeah. there's, like, psychos yeah. everywhere. But it's, like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You can't keep me trapped inside the house forever. Like, that's just going to make me want to leave even more. Yeah. And leaving was really hard. When we fi- when I finally moved out, like, for good, it, it was difficult. But because our relationship was in a much better place than it had been in past years... <laughs> It's 9 a.m., dude. Give me a second. (laughs) Just let me get them out, okay? (laughs) Okay. And I think setting my foot down and just really showing her that she had to trust me 
helped the relationship and like i stopped telling like i stopped telling my mom lies about things yeah like i literally literally tell her everything yeah i tell her like when we go to the club i tell her exactly what happened yeah you know Mm -hmm. like i will leave some details out but if i gave a man my phone number then i tell her yeah and i tell her exactly how i went down i feel like that's literally the goal too it's Mm -hmm. like having that relationship with your mom and then, like, hoping that you could do the same for, you know, your kids. Yeah. My mom, it's very, like, cheesy to say, but my mom is literally my best friend. No mm-hmm. offense. But my mom is my best friend. Like, I would, I don't know what I would do without her. She doesn't listen. So, <laughs> I'm saying this for no reason. <laughs> for no reason? I, yeah, I take all of that back, actually. <laughs> no, but I feel like, especially, like, growing up, like, Dude, once you show them that you can have that conversation about boundaries, mm-hmm. like, they're, they respect you so much more. Yeah, like, they're going to take you so serious. Like, like my mom and I used to butt... Butt? Butt? <laughs> <laughs> we used to fight a lot when I was, like, 16 because you're at that age where, like, you have a car, you have mm-hmm. your license, you, like... Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we got a white woman over here. <laughs> I was like, when I was 21, <laughs> you're 16? Well, I had already, like... <clears throat> mm-hmm. Sorry. I had already gotten my job. Like, I yeah. already had the car. Like, I was making my own payments and stuff. And for me, it's like, I felt very grown up. So I was like, dude, like... Yeah. Like, just let me go out, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's different because I'm still a minor. I'm still under her roof. So, I have to listen to her. But once I had that conversation about, like, I don't want to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you exactly what I'm doing, where I'm doing, and, like, who I'm with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you just need to trust me, you know? Especially yeah. because, like, if you're trusting me to drive a car that's under your name, if you're trusting me to go to work every day and, like, pay my bills you should be able to trust me with going out and taking care of myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I know that there's danger in going out, especially at that age, but it's, like, oh, my God. Damn, it's really coming down now. It probably isn't. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like once you have that conversation, like, you put your foot down, like, they respect you so much Mm -hmm. more because they feel like they're talking to an adult. Like, it's not, like, the slamming of the doors and the fucking, like, crying and shit, like... Um, I think too once you have that conversation yeah with my mom I think the biggest thing is that she just didn't want us growing up because then it it was like wow they're gonna start moving away they're gonna like not and need you did me that? anymore I did do that oh my god oh, such a bitch but um, <laughs> you did that too <laughs> I did and way sooner way too. sooner and um I don't remember what I was going to say. I think showing them that you're not a little kid anymore. That, like, yeah, it's going to suck. And it's going to be really weird not living in the house. Or, like, not listen, not saying that they're not listening. But stop asking for permission and stuff. Mm-hmm. And showing them that you're an adult. Because it's like, grow up. Mm-hmm. Stop being afraid of your parents. Yeah. Once I stopped being afraid of my mom, I was, like, on top of the world. Yeah, me too. Because, yeah, and my mom we... still hits me. Uh- but <laughs> we have su- like such a better relationship too because of it mm-hmm. like the uncomfortable conversations were so worth it to be where we are now mm-hmm. like i literally like love my mom so much and 
I don't know where the heck we would be if I wouldn't have brought up those uncomfortable conversations and I gave her a little bit of pushback, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like if I just, like, folded and did whatever she said, like, we would still have a really bad relationship. Yeah. And, like, I feel like sometimes I, f- I think my siblings still struggle with that because they didn't really, like, say those things to my mom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, my relationship with her is great. I mean, I would think so i think it's great i don't know she probably hates she's me. like in writing in a journal like i hate that <laughs> I bitch hate that um no but i think that like for sure everything that happened like as a teenager was worth it because now like in my adulthood like we have such a great relationship mm-hmm. and i w- literally would not have it any other way yeah so i think i think that like as scary as it is it's um, really important. For our younger listeners, if you guys are listening, like... Ten? If my nieces or anybody's listening... Ten-year-olds? It's... No. <laughs> I hope not. Like, 18, 17, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's really... Ha- it seems really hard, and, like, you're not going to get through it and stuff, but at the end of the day, like, just trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really trust yourself, like, have that conversation with your parents, you know? And I'm not here to say, like rebel or anything like that but definitely like have a conversation show show them that you're capable of having a conversation like that i think also learning that your parents don't hate you because they aren't letting you out they're just trying to keep you safe especially at a younger Mm -hmm. age and like uh, obviously if the obviously i can't think right now if the environment's toxic too, like know when to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Like as much as it sucks, there are relationships that you just cannot fix. Yeah. You can't, mm-hmm. especially if you're the only one that's putting in the effort. So sometimes you just have to walk away. Yeah. Like just give it space. Yeah, and like also you have to learn that everybody's parents are different too. Like um it's just it's hard cuz like I want to talk about how like my relationship with my dad is Mm -hmm. like I was always like daddy's little girl and stuff but it was so weird because like he there was so much more to him like he was like relying heavily on alcohol and stuff so I just feel like with him it's like I know that he loves me but also he's like a Hispanic dad like Mm -hmm. he doesn't say it as much as I would like mm-hmm. for him to say it. He actually doesn't say it at all. <laughs> but I know that, like, with his actions, that's him showing me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, like, sometimes I do wish that I had that relationship where, like, you know, he calls me or stuff like that. But it's not like that. Like, he's not the type. And that's just his personality. He literally will... He won't go to, like, family events. He won't call first. Like, if we call him, like, I know he's telling my mom, like, don't pick up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if we see him, we see him, and that's just kind of how he is. And, like, sometimes, like, I do long for, like, that, like, closeness with him. But, like, I know that, like, he loves me. And I feel like that's where people kind of go wrong is that they compare their relationships with others. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, if you can't have that, then you have to make the best out of what you have, you Yeah. Know? So... Wow. With my dad? I'm going to start crying. No. I hate talking about you my dad. You don't have to cry. I mean, you don't have to talk to him. I mean, about him. But I want to. I can't talk about, like, family and not talk about my dad. You know? Yeah. It'll be good for everybody. The, like, whole point of this segment is to be, like, <laughs> open. Vulnerable? Yeah, <gasps> vulnerable. Scary. Oh, oh, that hurts. 
<laughs> okay. So my dad. You don't have to cry. You guys are in a better place. Well, kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's getting there. Yeah. Um, my parents got divorced when I was five years old. And even before that, I was, I was also daddy's little girl, you know? Yeah. I was his only daughter. And um, growing up, that was really, really nice. But then he met his wife when I was around eight years old. And they got married when I was 10. And the court order was basically, we had, my dad had us every weekend. And we would spend summer vacations with him. And one holiday we'd spend with my mom and the other we would spend with my dad. And he got married and that just, it just kind of changed. He asked for the court to change it to every other weekend. um, Only two weeks, a summer vacation. And then... Holidays, we would spend them with my... Oh, my God, with my mom. And so I was 10, and I was still going to my dad's house, but it just felt at the time like he was choosing a different family over you over us. Yeah. And... <clears throat> that's such a normal... Like, I feel like that's so normal, and I feel like you feel so weird saying it. Yeah. It was... Sorry if I start crying. It's okay. <laughs> it was just really hard. It still is, really, just talking about it Mm -hmm. because it just felt like why am I not enough you know why why do you not want to see me anymore like what's what's going on and builds the resentment mm -hmm. too and I stopped going officially to my dad's house when I was 13 I remember I broke my ankle the a couple days before the weekend that we were supposed to go to my dad's house and I I had dyed my hair and he hated it I had dyed, like, the bottom of my hair red. Yeah. Because my mom dyed her hair red. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, I want a piece of my hair to be red. So yeah. I dyed the bottom of it. Dang. And he you saw You were the me. first e-girl. Yeah, I was. <laughs> he, I remember he went to go pick us up from my mom's house. And I'm, like, in my crutches because I had broken my ankle. And I had the dyed hair. And he was like, que chingados te hiciste al pelo. And I was like, oh, me lo pinté, te gusta? And he did not like it. He was so mad at me. Because he's one of those... He always valued... Like, me being... uh, He always valued, like, education. He never wanted me to have a boyfriend. He didn't want me to be going out with my friends. He didn't want me doing things like that. Because in his eyes, it was, like, him... Like, me rebelling. Mm -hmm. And so, me dyeing my hair, it was, like, me trying to be... Yeah, being rebellious. Mm -hmm. And, like, red. Yeah, and, like, growing up and stuff. And he basically told me that he didn't like it and that he hated the way that I looked. And I was 13. So, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go to your house this weekend. And at that point, my older brother had stopped going, too, because of, like, his relationship with my dad. And so only Moy went, and for the longest time, it was just Moy going. Yeah. Like, he would go, my dad, well, my mom would either take him, or my dad would come pick him up. And then we moved out here, and I remember one weekend, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go to my dad's house, like, see how it's going. And so he came up to pick up my little brother, and I hadn't told my dad beforehand that I was going to be joining them this weekend, but it's like, you should be expecting me either way, yeah. you know? And so... And not even that, just like be okay with it yeah like I changed like my mind last Mm -hmm. minute like and so yeah so I pull up because he picked my little brother up in the Panda Express parking lot next to my mom's house Mm -hmm. and so I'm walking he's like oh donde vas and I was like oh I'm coming with you guys this weekend 
And he basically went on to tell me that one of his wife's kids had like stomach cancer. So they had a mattress in the back and that there was no room for me in the car. So I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think I was... That's kind of a lot to dump on you too. Like, Yeah. I was maybe 14 at that time. And it was a little bit before my quinceanera. So you had already kind of stopped for a year going. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, like I understand. And then we were planning my quinceanera, and I am I invited him to my quinceanera. Yeah, <clears throat> like he's my dad, and um, he was basically like, "Yeah, I'll be there." Blah blah blah. Like I wouldn't miss it. And day of actually happened, mind you. My quinceanera was two weeks after I got into a really horrible car accident with my family. Yeah. So we had already been going through a lot. We go through with the party. And he just does not show up. What the hell? He did not go to my quinceanera. What was the excuse? There was no excuse. I didn't hear from him. Oh, wow. Yeah. To this day? Like, you haven't mm. never brought it up or anything? No. Wow. He, he didn't show up. And my mom was willing to put, like, everything in the past just so that he could be there. She was like, when you invite him, tell him that it's not an issue for me. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I've moved on. He's moved on. Like, we're all good now. Everybody's old. And he just didn't show up. <laughs> and I remember I was doing the... I was supposed to do, like, obviously the father-daughter dance. But I I did a mother-daughter dance. And yeah. then um, I think my uncle just felt bad for me. So literally every single one of my uncles danced with me. And I remember my, my tío Jaime, he was like, Mija, ¿dónde uh, tu papá? And I was like, oh, no vino tío. And he was like, pues que chingue a su madre. Aquí tienes todos tus tíos. That's so sweet, and, though. And as hard as it was not having him there, I think having all my uncles there to support and, like, really show me. The whole family, too. Yeah. Like. It's just, it, it, it helped a lot. But um, that just started, like, a really long route of, like, resentment. Resentment. I did not want to speak to him anymore. I, in the back of my head, I was like. Wait, so he's, like, never brought it up? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. Because literally, like, I have not talked to my godparents since my quinceanera. Really? Like, I have not. Mm-hmm. Because they were, well, my baptism godparents. Because they yeah. were expecting to be my, um, mis padrinos de honor. Because mm-hmm. that's technically, like, yeah. you know. But I didn't want them to be because I didn't <laughs> choose them for my baptism. So mm-hmm. it's like, why do I have to have them again? Like, I didn't choose them in the first place, yeah. you know. Like, not even in a rude way, but, like. It's just, like, I felt like I was finally making decisions for myself. I mean, it's making quinceanera, like, it's you, like, becoming a woman, you know? Yeah. So, like, I didn't choose them, and my mom was like, you guys are still, like, more than welcome to come, because, like, she wanted me to choose them, but, mm-hmm. like, ultimately she knew it was my decision, so she told them that, and they didn't show up, and I was like, dude, I literally don't want to talk to you guys. Like, you guys are acting so petty. Yeah. So, like, for your dad to miss it, I feel like that's, like, a really big deal, you know? Yeah, it was... <clears throat> It was like a it it was just really hard and it it obviously still is because yeah. when I was younger like we had talked about my quinceañera and how he wouldn't miss it and everything. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just like why would you miss it? Why would you be okay with missing it? Yeah. And um so it just started like I did not speak to him again until maybe when I was 19 or 20 mm-hmm. and it and it was because he had heard that I was 
planning on going to Mexico for a while. So he talked to me about it. And that was like the first conversation we had had since I was 15. 14. Yeah. Damn. And I remember my little brother, Moy, he would like have his phone and be like, my dad wants to talk to you. And I'd be like, tell him that I'm busy. Tell him I'm in the shower or something. Like, I don't want to talk to him. And now that... No, because Moy's always had a relationship with your dad, right? Yeah. Moy has always had a better relationship with my dad. Out of us three, it's always been, like, Moy. Mm-hmm. But I think because Moy... Is younger? He, I think he just stepped up a lot more for Moy than he did with myself and Adrian. Yeah. And... When I finally decided to start hanging out with my dad, it was mainly more so like, I can't imagine my children growing up and not having both sets of grandparents. Like, my grandparents mean the world to me. And even though I didn't get to meet like my abuelo Miguel, it, I feel like he would have been a really cool guy, you know? And it was also because I didn't meet my abuelo Miguel that I realized, like, my dad doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. He, my my grandpa passed away when he was eight years old. Yeah. So my dad never got to see what a strong male role model is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. He grew up with my grandma, my abuela, and my grandma's really strong. She raised nine kids on her own. Yeah. But he grew up really fast. He dropped out when he was eight years old of school so he was able to work. So I have to constantly remind myself, like, he doesn't know what he's doing either. Like, yeah, I should expect more of him, but I can't expect him to be, like, the greatest person in the world. So it doesn't diminish everything that's happened in our relationship. And obviously he's fucked up and I've fucked up. But it's it also helps me have peace of mind knowing that he's trying now yeah and and i'm grateful that he's trying like i'm going to mexico with him in march but i think what really hurts me right now like yeah he's trying but it's like when i needed him the most he just was not there anymore yeah and even when i was 19 and 18 and he was trying to reach out and trying like saying things to my brother about me like that i shouldn't be going out and things like that it was a lot of like, why do you care now? Like, why did you not care when I was 13 or when I was 14? Yeah. Like, why is it that you care now that I'm 19? Yeah. And. He definitely made mistakes. Yeah. You know, big and mistakes. It's it's really nice to see him try to have that relationship with us, with me specifically. But it's like, I would have really, really loved it if he tried earlier. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Because we went from being super duper close, like, and then to just nothing. Silence on both ends. Yeah. And a lot of the time, it was, it felt like in that year that I stopped going to his house between 13 and 14, it was a lot of like, well, the phone works both ways. It does, but you're an adult. Yeah. You know, you should be seeking me. Why am I going to go look for my dad? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And now it's a lot of. Like, he reaches out, I'll reach out, and it's more so of, like, I know what happened in the past is in the past, and after years of therapy, it's been very difficult to get over it, and I don't think I'll ever fully get over it, because it's just a very important relationship to me, and to him it just felt like it wasn't for a really long period of time, Yeah. so being able to at least move past it a little bit and realize that he's not perfect and he's trying his best, even though it, it's not the best yeah. and it sucks sometimes, but realizing that he 
doesn't know what he's doing either. This is first his first time living life. And I don't know. I feel like my parents were just really young when they started having kids. Mm-hmm. So I think also that has a big role in the way that I was raised. Yeah. Young people should not be having kids. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that you should not have kids until you're above the age of 25 years old. Yeah. I just feel like, too, it's like uh, so much time was already wasted. Yeah. And the feeling of like that like resentment that you had and like wishing that it was different like it's always gonna be there but there's just no reason to like waste any more time you know yeah like as much as it sucks it's like if if what's really important to you is for your kids to grow up with their grandparents in the picture then like as much as it hurts and as much as it sucks that it's that feeling's always gonna be there I think that like you've gotten to a point where at least you can say like okay well it's in the past, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that's, that's, like, the best part, too, about it is, like, you already lived that. Yeah. So, it's, like... I don't have to live it again. Yeah. Thank God. I've come to the terms already with the fact that my dad will not be walking me down, down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to my mom about it in the past, and I've asked her to walk me down the aisle. She said no. <laughs> she was, She's like... like I'm not a man. <laughs> she was, like, what? She said that if I want anybody else other than my dad to walk me down the aisle, it should be my older brother. Yeah. Because he... Was there for you. He stepped up. Yeah. He really did. He stepped up? He's... <laughs> he's he's in Step Up, the movie. <laughs> um, so I've, I've never asked him. Hopefully he isn't listening because this would be an awkward way for him to find out. Yeah. But I already know that when I do get married and I need somebody to walk me down the aisle, it's going to be my older brother. <laughs> You're right. And I, if I need, <laughs> if I just, if I have to, then I guess he can walk me down the aisle. I guess. I think, I think that was, that was, uh, that was good. I think Us. that's why, like, watching the movie yesterday made me so emotional because... Her dad was trying. Yeah. And she was... Mm-hmm. And she was just not reciprocating. And if my dad was like that, I would try a little bit. Yeah. You know? And I think now, that's how we are. Yeah. He's trying his best. And I'm just... There's times where I don't want to pick up the phone and I just let it ring. Yeah. And there's times where it takes me a really long time to get over my feelings and text him back but i think as long as he continues to try that's all that matters it's all you can ask for mm-hmm. at this point too you know yeah so oh my god that was rough i didn't cry as much as i thought i would i know i was trying to like be very like <laughs> i wasn't trying to add fuel to the flame like i was like mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> that was a that was a good little um chat about mm-hmm family relationships mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't go into too much depth about my sister but i'm i'm like glad that i have my parents you know yeah and i think that's i think that's when it's gonna get hard is when you know they're no longer around and like i don't she doesn't have that relationship with any of us you know mm-hmm. but it sucks for her though yeah so <laughs> there's only there's you can't build a relationship that doesn't want to have a relationship be built with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Friendships. <gasps> oh my god, my favorite type of ship. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. My favorite type of ship is... Mine is the icon of the seas. So, cruise ship? <laughs> mm, yeah. I've never been on a boat, ever. <laughs> I've been on a banana. 
Oh, in Mexico? Yeah, in Where, you, where you're all on it at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> so cool it was so i'm too so scared it's really fun i like the ocean like that yeah but when you go you have to do it my grandma did it my grandma's <laughs> in her 60s and she did it okay so friendships those are hard yeah they shouldn't be Mm-mm. i feel like ours is easy yeah high five psych ah, i got it anyway god damn it <laughs> yeah um friendships are very difficult they're when friendships are good they're like your family on the side you know i just like when i think of like the friendships that i have now and like what they were like growing up i think that like who i have now is is really great Mm -hmm. but i also feel like there's times where when things are hard with a friend and they're not hard with my partner it doesn't make sense to me, you mm-hmm. know? Because, like, if things are so easy with someone that I'm building a life with, they shouldn't be as hard with someone that I'm going through life with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's, like, I don't understand, like, like you know, like, not that long ago, like, I had this, like, this friendship where it w- it's, it just seemed to get harder and harder. Yeah. And it seemed like I didn't even know who this person was. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it's, like, I don't... If I don't even know who you are and, like, we're supposed to be best friends, mm-hmm. something's not adding up here, you yeah. know? And then, like, they went on to show their true colors and it was just, like, it was really easy for me to, like... I finally feel like I'm at an age where it's really easy for me to drop people that just don't make sense yeah in my life mm-hmm. because like i feel like working on a relationship with someone that you're gonna like spend the rest of your life with is like hard and for that to be easier than a friendship it's like it's weird that's weird yeah yeah like i shouldn't feel like i'm married mm-hmm. to your friend yeah <laughs> um i think i've been fortunate enough to have lasting friendships um two of my closest friends i've known him since freshman year of high school mm-hmm. you know who you are <laughs> and um i think the reason why friendships last as long as they do and why they feel so fulfilling and why you feel so loved is because we're able to accept the fact that we're not all perfect but we can you know be better yeah it shouldn't be hard on your friends to hear about how your day was Mm-hmm. and it shouldn't just be your friends asking how you are like you should be reaching out as well yeah and if it starts to feel like I would hate to be a burden on my friendships I would hate to make it all about me like I love hearing about I love to talk but I love hearing about how yeah. other people's days went too and I like to keep a lot of the things that I go through with whether it be my family or I work to myself mm-hmm. because it makes more sense for me to write it down in a journal than it is to burden other people with what's going on in my life. Yeah. You know, like I'll talk about it, yeah. but I won't always go too much into detail or there's like some things that I would, I would be like, okay, well I probably wouldn't want somebody sharing that with me. So I'll probably <laughs> keep it to myself, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you never know what other people are going through. So to constantly be making it about yourself in a friendship that is supposed to be fulfilling, yeah. it's just so hard because you're sitting there listening to, listening to this person talk and you're like, okay, so when are you going to ask me about me? 
Yeah. You know, like I'm tired about hearing about this the same, thing. The same thing. Yeah. And it sucks because like as friends, like we want to be as supportive as possible. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, like it doesn't go like doesn't go to say like that we don't want to help out or that we don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. It's just that like there's other ways of expressing yourself. Like there's other outlets too, you know? Yeah. Damn, she's pissed. She's like, what do you say? Do you need me to pause this and take you out there? <gasps> yeah. It's raining. I think she does. Did she, did, did Adrian take her last night? He said he did. You want to pause it really quick? Yeah. Okay, so. I'm definitely the type of friend that loves to, like, help out. Mm-hmm. Like, I will always be the person that, like, you can come to and... I'll always, like, give you, like, my best advice, and I don't want anybody to feel like they can't come to me, but it's also, like, if you know that, like, whatever I say isn't going to matter at the end of the day, then, like, obviously don't ask me for Mm -hmm. it, you know? Because then it's just words, wait, like, my breath is being wasted. Yeah, (laughs) like, honestly. I am the type of person that if you ask me for advice, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm thinking. And if it's not something that you don't like, then don't ask me. If it is or if it's not. If it is not something you don't like. You do like. Wait, what? If it's something If you're not going to like what I'm going to tell you, (laughs) then don't ask me. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be mean about it, but I am going to tell you exactly how it is. Yeah. Because I... One thing about me is... I'll be delusional, but I'll know when to stop being delusional. Yeah. And I don't like overly delusional people because I'm a very realistic person. I'm mm-hmm. always thinking realistically and I'm always thinking about like, well, you know? Yeah. And it's like, dude, don't ask me for my advice if you're not going to take it. Yeah. Because I give good advice, I feel like, you know? Just mm-hmm. kill him. Kill him. That's good kill advice. Him. And if you're not going to take my advice and you're going to come back with the same exact problem but won't come up with a solution, then leave me out of it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I also feel like... Damn, she's loud. I think that's thunder. No, it's an airplane. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that. <laughs> When do you think you feel like... Okay. So, obviously, we're getting older. Mm -hmm. And the friendships that you're forming now or friendships that are continuing on from teen years and past years, they're friendships that you want to keep going forever and ever. But there's obviously going to be that one friendship that you feel like you start to outgrow. Yeah. What are signs for you that you're outgrowing a friendship? Um... Honestly, little or, like, no interest in, like, carrying out a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you feel like it's going to be the same thing, mm-hmm. like, over and over again. And I feel like... Uh, I feel like that's one of the biggest signs for me. It's, like... I don't know. I guess it's kind of hard because, obviously... Well, no, not really. Because I'm thinking about it and, like, we'll literally talk about the same thing over and over again. And it just doesn't really get boring mm-hmm. i feel like it just doesn't it's because we add so much there's yeah. so many layers to everything yeah 
But then, like, there's some friendships where it's, like, it feels like we're just going in circles. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no growth. And, like, maybe I'm just not the person to... Maybe I'm just not the, like, friend that you're meant to grow with, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, you need to go through something Mm -hmm. with someone else that, you know, will solidify your friendship. But you start to feel, like, like, literally little or no interest in that person Mm -hmm. or what's going on in their life. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, it's literally just outgrowing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not because they did anything in particular. It's just... You just see things differently, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, <clears throat> I'm not, like, saying that, like, things are different for me because, like, of where I'm at in my life, but maybe just, like, what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the will that I've put into, like, where I am now, too. Like, maturity-wise, too. It's, like... Not just, I live in an apartment with, like, you know, with you and my fiancé. It's just, like, there's more to it. I feel like, like, I've internalized a lot of things and, like, I've gone through a lot. And I feel like I grew from it. And people Mm -hmm. still try to pity themselves for what they go through. And it's, like, no, like, you have to start looking at it differently or else you're never going to grow up. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to have those friends that want to stick around for somebody who... doesn't grow up you know Mm -hmm. because we all have to grow out of it like at some point and if I feel like you're not getting there and like it's continuously the same thing it's like I don't I care yeah (laughs) like I don't I think for me I don't know if I've ever outgrown a friendship I've just kind of stopped talking to people Mm-hmm. But every single time that I've stopped talking to a person, it's because they don't... <sighs> How do I say this without sounding like a bitch? Just say it. They just don't... There's no room for, my, in, for, my, for them in my life anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if I'm doing a lot for myself and you're not trying to do anything or you're not in some way fulfilling... <sighs> Damn it. I don't know. Damn. I think that is outgrowing somebody, though. Are you happy you took her out right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, Pray for my boot thing. He's out there working right now. Sorry, guys. It's raining and I got distracted. <laughs> okay. Let me formulate my thoughts it. correctly. You're, allow- you're, like, so allowed to say something like that, though. Because, like, that's just how you feel. Yeah. It's just... I understand being afraid of certain things in life and being afraid of getting older. That's understanding, you know? I get scared too. I don't want to be 24 years old. Yeah. Um, But it's also like embracing the fact that you're growing up and being okay with being a grown-up. Yeah. And if I'm... You're in my life, that's because I think that you might be okay to continue having in my life even when I'm 30. But I'm not going to keep somebody around that I don't think I would want to have my children around. Yeah. Because you just can't grow up. Mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah that makes sense but also like I think about it too and it's like thinking about myself in my 30s mm-hmm. and thinking about like the people you surround yourself with you are not gonna want to be 30 with like children and then like have a friend who's still acting like they're 21 you know yeah. what I'm saying mm-hmm. so that's even that goes back to it where it's like grow up you know yeah I'm okay with going to the club now, but I have a cousin, she's 18, and we were talking about this on Saturday. I told her that when she's 21, 
I'm going to be 28 and that I'm okay with coming out of retirement to go to the club with her like one night. Yeah. But I think I'm using up all that energy now because I know that I want to use this for like my early 20s of going to the club yeah. because I know that when I hit 25, 26, I don't want to be in the club anymore. Yeah. I mean, I might want to still go to like parties we'll, and bars we'll, and we'll stuff. Be going, like, I think that it would, it would just be a different way of yeah. going, mm-hmm. you know? Like, oh, for, like, an hour or two, some mm-hmm. drinks and a little bit of dancing. But it's not, like, now where the we're way, getting yeah. home at, like, 4, 4 a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like, obviously there's no, like, age limit to, like, having fun and enjoying yourself. But also it's, like, I don't, I can't possibly see. I don't even want to hang out with 21-year-olds now. And it's only, like, two years younger. Mm-hmm. So, like, to think about, like, having a friendship with someone that is acting 21 at 30 years old, I I couldn't. That's literally exhausting. It's already exhausting now. Oh my god, you're so old. <laughs> like, the way some people think right now is so exhausting to me. I can't understand it. There's people like that that are our age that still yeah. act like that, so... It's exhausting. Yeah. Like, I couldn't possibly imagine, like, sitting there with my 18 year old thoughts right now like i would be dead tired oh my god yeah so i can't imagine people that still think that way Mm -hmm. at this age yeah yeah i don't know i think friendships you're like supposed to grow together and if you're not okay with growing and you're not going to take anybody's advice and you're going to be okay with being stuck in the same situation over and over again, then it's not my problem anymore. Yeah. It should have never been my problem in the first place. Don't make it my problem. Because then I'm going to have to take matters into my own hands. Do you feel like... Do you feel like you are your... You are your bestest friend? Does that make sense? Like, there's nobody else that would understand you the way you do? Or do you feel like... You feel like you do have a friend that could understand you like completely. It's okay if your answer is that you are your bestest friend. Like, that's fine. <laughs> You're like that's fine. <laughs> I would knife to her neck right now. No, I feel like don't move. <laughs> you just hear like. Whoosh. Um. Oh. 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 <laughs> you stabbed yourself. <laughs> Uh, this is like a Romeo and Juliet situation right now. <laughs> no, I feel like you get me. Really? Yeah. You don't feel like you get me? I feel like nobody's ever going to understand you the way you understand yourself, though. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like I could understand you to a certain extent, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could do that with most people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'll never actually know. Like, I'll literally never am schizophrenic. Know. Oh, <laughs> you're not here right now? This is all in my head? Don't do that. What? I didn't say anything. Um, I actually haven't said anything in the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> the whole podcast is you talking to yourself? Stop. That would be so scary. Who edits it then? I don't. You it think is you me? don't? Damn, the schizophrenia is really working. No... I I genuinely enjoy spending time by myself. Yeah. 
So I think that while I, while you get me, maybe it is true that you'll never understand me the way I understand me. Yeah. But it's because you're not in my fucking head. You know what it is? <gasps> the voices. <laughs> the voices. <laughs> me too, though. I feel like I had this conversation with Adrian. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've introduced him by name, but that's my fiance. And you definitely have. By name? Yes. Okay, well, I'm doing it again. But I was talking to him not that long ago. We were literally sitting, not sitting, we were standing at the balcony. Mm-hmm. In the balcony? On the balcony. On the balcony. We were standing on the balcony mm-hmm. and it, we had just like found out some like really, really like horrible stuff about um, somebody that we knew. And we were just, like, talking about, like, everything, I guess. And I was just telling him how, like, I feel like it's so easy for you guys to see that I'm always, like, like kind of, like, hyper or, like, in a good mood, I guess. But sometimes it does feel like... And I'm not saying this about you, Mm because, like, we live together, so it's really easy for me and you to sit down and, like, open up to each other. Yeah. But I feel like... It's never really about, like, how, like, I'm feeling. Or that's mm-hmm. how it feels, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, to myself, like, thinking to myself, it, it doesn't feel like it's ever really about, like, me and what I'm going through. But that's mm-hmm. because, like you said, like, I'd rather, like, I'd rather be that person that people can enjoy mm-hmm. rather than, like, dumping, like, what I'm going through. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, like, I do kind of wish that people would go out of their way to, like, really check up on me, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of, like... I feel like that's kind of also why, like, Adrian and I get along really well. Other than being, like, partners. Like, I think that that's why we're, like, also really good friends. Is because I feel like people don't really understand him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of where also people go wrong in their friendships. Is that they forget to check on their friend. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it's nice to see, like, say, like, hey, how are you? Or, like, how's it going? But it's, like... No, really, like, how are you? Like, how's it really going, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that's kind of where people miss the mark is, like, they think they're, like... (coughs) (coughs) Is it tight? Oh. Dachshund? I don't know. (laughs) I just... (laughs) That's a Dachshund? It's the wrong way to say it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so I think, like, when I asked, like, if you feel like anybody, like, really understands you the way mm-hmm. that you do, I feel like that that was, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like nobody will ever really understand someone mm-hmm. as a person, I guess, but I feel like it's worth a shot, you know? Because mm-hmm. then, like, someone passes away and you just never knew them like that. You never bothered to know more about a person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's so interesting as like humans because there's so many emotions. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much that somebody's going through and like you just never know. Yeah. I like... I feel like we're in the Matrix right now. I know, me too. Oh my god. Oh my god, what's going on upstairs? Jesus Christ. They just heard all of that right now. Um, Fell to the floor on their knees. They're like praise... Okay, huh? Huh? <laughs> I like to believe that I'm the type of friend that likes to know what's going on in other people's lives. Just to... I like checking up on people. Mm-hmm. Because I've definitely gone through some really horrible things in life where I felt like people weren't there for me. And I would hate for other people to feel the way that I felt. Yeah. And like... um 
I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that I do it all the time. I obviously get caught up in my own shit. Yeah. And I'm not always gonna be able to be like the one hundred percent friend that I would like to be. But I always try to at least give like eighty. Yeah. Eighty percent of it, you know, because that's what I would want from a friendship. If you can't give me at least eighty percent, then don't expect us to be friends for that long. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And I I believe to. I like to believe that I'm a sympathetic and an empathetic person and I try to put myself in people's situations and I try to see like how I would react in that situation. But it's also like, yeah, I get you're going through a lot, but we're all going through a lot, Yeah, you know? And it's like, you can come to me and talk about what you're going through and why you feel like your life is very hard, but I expect the same to be given. Yeah. If you can't come, if you can come to me and do that, then you can expect me to be there and talk to you about it. But oh, she's feeding her dog. No. She's thirsty. Oh. <laughs> oh. You flipped her off. But sometimes with a lot of friendships, I feel like it feels surface level. Yeah. Where the person feels comfortable enough to share, but they don't realize that I'm not comfortable enough to share. Yeah. And they don't ask why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. She was thirsty. <laughs> um, should we go into relationships? Because I have a good transition. Are we done with friendships? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to be done mm-hmm. with friendships? Yeah, I want to be done for being friends. <laughs> oh. <gasps> okay. Um, What's the transition? <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So. <laughs> she's going to cough again. Wait, are we good to upload more than an hour of audio? I think a lot of it has to get cut out either way. Really? Yeah. I feel like we've used a lot of that time. You think so? Yeah. I feel like we haven't. Okay. Um, so back to like um, Adrian and I on the balcony. I feel like we were also talking about like just like our relationship as a whole. And I feel like we talked about how it's so easy for people to think that things are always like so good with us. But, like, they don't realize that, like, we have stuff going on, too, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like within our friend group, it's really easy for everybody to be like, oh, you know, like, the parents or whatever. And, like, look at us in that way. And I just, like, I feel like people forget that as good of a face that we put on, like, sometimes, like, our relationship is, like, really hard, you Mm -hmm. know? Because, like, I feel like no relationship is easy. But I I think that we really do try to, like, power through everything and, like, really get along and put our best face forward. But it's, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, speaking about relationships, like, what do you feel, like, was the hardest part, like, in a relationship? Mm. Because, like, now, like, you know, Adrian and I will hang out with, like, other couples or whatever, like, once in a while. And I feel like it's, the hardest part is, like, 
like kind of like that merging mm-hmm. of like the two lives because like you guys were so like you guys were individuals like you are individuals like mm-hmm. I feel like it's so hard to just merge such different lifestyles yeah I feel like it's really important to like yeah you have to merge in a relationship but you also have to keep your individuality yeah I've already come to terms with the fact that when I get my next boyfriend I don't want his friends to be my friends I want his friends to be his friends and my friends to be my friends like he can come around and everything but I don't expect us to hang out like if I'm gonna hang out with my friends I'm gonna hang out with my friends and if he gets invited and he wants to come then fine you know but if he doesn't, then he doesn't want to come. Why? Because yeah. they're not his friends. He doesn't have to hang out with them. Yeah. It would be nice to have my friends and my significant other ha- like hang out and get along. But I'm also not coming here and expecting him to just drop his friends and be friends with my friends. Yeah. Because, yeah, I love my friends, but I would be okay with him like going out with his homeboys and stuff. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to merge those two. But it's also nice become one. Yeah, but it's also nice to stay individual. Yeah, like I don't want to be connected at the hip every single time, Mm -hmm. and I think I don't know. I just I would not want to lose myself in order to be in a relationship. Yeah, because I've worked so hard. I think that's also where people really like drop the ball. Like Mm -hmm. they really mess up. Is they. They try to become one. Yeah. And it's like, no, dude. Like, you, you're still your own person. Like, don't forget that. And I think it's also really hard to realize that you are you have to take somebody else's feelings into consideration. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're not just, like... Well, you are living just for yourself. But if you really are looking at something long-term, it's also, like, you have to think about them mm-hmm. and how they're going to feel. It's not just about you anymore. And, like, a lot of people would argue, like, oh, like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. But then it's, like, okay, so then, like, how do you expect something long-term to work if you can't meet in the middle, you know? Mm -hmm. Or if you can't compromise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's why people have a hard time with relationships these days. I feel like everybody's so stubborn. (gasps) Me? (laughs) No, I... Going back to your question, like, what did I find the hardest in my past relationships is getting to understand the dudes, like, what I'm feeling, you mm-hmm. know? Because I'm not the type of person to just, like, all of a sudden start talking about my feelings. Like, I'm okay with shutting down a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. I will shut down, and I will go completely si- silent. But science? Science? <gasps> Bill Nye, the science guy. Yeah. But also... I would like for my next relationship for the guy to really put in the effort to learn about my feelings and certain ways that I react to certain things. And I would obviously do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I would believe that I would. <laughs> I would like to believe that I would. I would like to believe that I would. I'm also going into like different things with... I'm not... Like, oh my god, this is the love of my life, you know? Mm. I know I'm still young. I'm okay with being single. And I'm okay with just living my life. 
And if he comes in, then he comes in. You're such a liar, dude. Why? Why? I'm okay with being single. She's under the table, New Year's Eve, <laughs> with her fucking red chonies and 12 grapes up her ass. Listen, I'm okay with being single, but if I have to manifest it a little bit, then I'm going to manifest it a little bit. Last year, okay, last year I didn't get under the table, and I got into a situationship, and Ooh. I wanted to die. So if that means that this year I don't get into a Free situation... Free my homegirls from the situationships. <gasps> yeah. I stand in solidarity. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a situationship. I would just like to throw that out. Yeah, but let's protect you from them at all costs. That was one of my New Year's resolutions. Don't get into a situationship. The moment it starts to feel confusing, I'm out. Yeah. Goodbye. Can't do that shit to myself no more. I can't. It's so hard. Yeah, I can imagine. And you wouldn't understand because no. you've been tied down for 10 years. 10 so. years. Yeah. But um, I am okay with being single, you know? Mm. And I'm not setting, like, the expectation for, oh, I want to meet him here at this time. You know? Like, yeah. I just, like when, I, when he does come into my life, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I don't know. But meeting the love of your life in the club is crazy. Oof. <laughs> I met mine at Lowe's. I would you re- find them in the weirdest places, dude. Yeah. The one place where I said I didn't want to get my next boyfriend from. The club? The club. Yeah. Anyway, how's it going with beep? <laughs> <laughs> from Friday night from the club. Going back to not wanting to meet my next boyfriend in the club. I literally, I said when we were leaving, like, I don't want to meet anybody. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with just not kissing anybody. Yeah. And then this motherfucker texts me. I saw you the moment you walked in. I was curving girls for you. And I told him, I was like, if that's true, then why did you not come up to me earlier? Yeah, why did I have to go and up he was to like, him? He was like, well, it's because I have, like, a fear of rejection. And I was like, I was drunk. Man, I smell bullshit. I was not drunk. I smell bullshit. You think so? I smell He's bullshit. Yeah. Tell me to be honest. Tell me to be honest. Call him right now. Oh, I'm just kidding. He's at work? <laughs> okay. We know what those blue collar workers do at work. He's probably in the bathroom right now. He's oh. in the porta potty. <laughs> I also didn't want a blue collar man. I don't hate them. But I don't know. I've dated blue-collar men in the past, and yeah. it's just never worked out. Every single man that I've dated was blue-collar. Really? Yeah. What did that do? He was in Albanyi, a construction worker. Oh. Mm-hmm. What about Jesus? He worked at the center. Oh, he doesn't count. No? Well, blue-collar because the shirt was blue. Yeah, and he had a <laughs> collar. And I had a collar. <laughs> uh, my cousin and I were talking about this on Saturday, and she was telling me how, like, she's been attracting mainly, like, engineers and stuff. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I've tried my hand at attracting engineers. And for some reason, they just don't like me. And blue-collar men are insanely attracted to me. And she said that it's because I have, like, this vibe that it's, like, very independent. Uh-huh. And blue-collar men like that shit, I guess? Can somebody, like... I don't know about Confirm that. Confirm or deny that? Why am I not that. attracting engineers? Wait, which one is the one that's attracting engineers? Melanie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe it's because she looks older. <gasps> Beep. 
<laughs> she goes to UCI too. So. Oh, well, that's why. Mm-hmm. She goes to UCI and I go to the club and CSUN. And I'm not even taking in-person classes right now. Well, that's why. She's like, I only attract engineers. She's an engineer major? She's a bio major. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going in person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Don't get down on yourself. I don't mind the it. The right engineer will walk through the doors one day. Not the wrong one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really smart. <laughs> I don't mind a blue-collar man. A blue-collar man's going to know how to take care of you. At the end of the day, I just want to be with somebody that's going to pay for my nails. Yeah. That sounds really shallow. But no, I want to be with somebody that is going to be a great addition to my life. I think that, like... I want to be with somebody that wants to be with me. That's it. I'm gonna say, I was going to say, like, as much as, like, it's nice to, like, oh, you know, like, my husband's an engineer or my husband, like, works construction, he's a project manager or whatever. At the end of the day, what the fuck does their resume have to do with them loving you, dude? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe just stop asking what they do for a living. And just, <laughs> he's a bum? Oh, my God, No. No, but on the topic of relationships and why I brought it up, it's just, like, nothing is ever what it seems. So check up on your friends. Mm -hmm. Check up on your friends, your partners, your family. And... YOLO. YOLO. Why did I say that? Cut that out. Cut that out. Yeah, cut it out. Cut. Cut. That was so gross. No, but... As your only single friend, mm. well, mm. I don't feel left out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people in my situation, surrounded by couples all the time, feel would out. feel left out. But I really don't. Because I would rather be by myself than feel like I'm settling. Yeah. Because my homegirls are getting in relationships. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would rather be single than... Be in a situationship. Honestly. That's all it is. That's fair, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that literally makes sense. Because in a situationship, you're still, like, in that... You're still single. You're still technically single. But at least I don't have a man lying making me cry. You. you know? At least he's not lying to me. Making you cry, lying to you. At least my conscience is clear. I'm free as a bird right now. And I hate birds. I hate birds so much. But yeah, I would rather, like, I'm happy for everybody that is getting in relationships right now. I shoot myself. You just hear a gunshot in the back. (laughs) But I would honestly rather be single than be feeling like I'm settling or that my friends are thinking that I'm settling. Yeah. I would hate that. I want a man that's going to go above and beyond and... Not just tell me that he wants me, but prove to me that he wants me. Yeah, Yeah, because actions speak louder than words ten times. Dude, I'm honestly about to get so emotional. I feel like why? (laughs) Okay, so with Adrian, like it was always like really hard at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I feel like because like he he was such a grumpy dude. Like I feel like we would argue is yeah. Well, we would argue a lot more, and he was such a dickhead, honestly. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like we've come a long way, and there's certain things that, like, I would ask of him and stuff, and 
it felt like I was just kind of like going in circles, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like asking for like the little things. And I just feel like I hear girls now and they're like, oh, like he didn't get me like this crazy ass like bouquet of flowers or he didn't get me like the shoes that I wanted or this and that or he hasn't asked me to be his valentine. And it's like at the end of the day, those are like such small things. And I understand that they matter. But like 10 years down the road, like when you guys like finally have, you know, that family or whatever it is that the end goal is for you guys. It's like, is that stuff really going to matter? Yeah. I don't know, because I'm a big believer in, like, the little things. It's my crochet bag. Oh, I was like, what the heck? I, I, but I also think that you should not have to beg a man that wants to be with you to do stuff To for do you. shit like that. Yeah, and that's, like, that was one of our bigger problems, too, is mm-hmm. I felt like, why the heck am I asking for these things? Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, slandering him, because, like, I'm getting to a point. But it's, like, for literally for Valentine's Day, like, I was, like, honestly, like, I don't need a big gesture, mm-hmm. honestly. And sure enough, like, he literally wrote on our mirror, like, will you be my Valentine? And, like, surprised me because I, like, walked in and, like, saw it. And it was still nice because it was, like, the fact that he made the effort to do that, you And know? he did something that he thought was cool. He thought it was creative, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And to see him actually put in the effort to do something like that, like, that's cute. yeah. And you shouldn't have to beg him to do that either. So yeah. when I see, like, girls that are begging their their guys to do the bare minimum, yeah. like, I would never want to be put in that situation like, again. Like, honestly, like, all I did this year was tell him, like, you know what? Like, I think we've also, like, gone to a point in our relationship where, obviously, we're engaged. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I feel like there's more maturity there, in a sense. But, like, yeah, he asked me, like, oh, like, what do you want for Valentine's Day? And I'm okay with that. Like, I'd rather him get me something that I'm going to use then him get me a bunch of shit that's just gonna sit in the corner yeah. or like go bad, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like to make it clear what I want. Excuse me. Same way that I like for him to make it clear to me. Mm-hmm. So like I told him, like I literally just I've been wanting a pair of jeans and you know that's all I care about. And I mentioned uh, my coworker's chocolate covered strawberries because she has a little side hustle. Mm-hmm. And you know I thought that that's all I was gonna get but like for him to show me that there was more than that like knowing that you know I I would like flowers I would like flowers Mm -hmm. I don't it's not something that's like a deal breaker for me like I could care less about the flowers but I'm happy that he knows that it's something that I would like but not something that I would particularly ask for yeah like the strawberries would have been a good replacement for the flowers because I love eating you know and I'll, I'll take a sweet over having some flowers in a jar or whatever yeah but it's like also the fact that he knows not to get flowers from the store because I would rather him support you know vendors mm-hmm. so he went and like drove around the city looking for a flower vendor on yeah. the street you know mm-hmm. so I think that People just forget that it's literally the small things. And, like, him remembering that small detail. Like, I was literally... I was like, when is he going to get home? Because I had put his gift on the bed. So I was waiting for him to text me that he saw it and, like, thank you. um, Because I was still at work. And I go to find my friends. Because it had been, like, 20 minutes since he told me he was heading home. And I see this man across town (laughs) on Find My Friends. And I was like, what the hell is he doing? And sure enough, I got home and he was just explaining how literally he was looking for a flower vendor on yeah. the like on the street. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, 
it's the fact that he even remembered that detail too where mm-hmm. i told him like if you're ever gonna buy me flowers don't buy them from the store like yeah. support a family mm-hmm. you know and i think little things like that are what make a relationship so lasting mm-hmm. like being able to actually know the person you're with and know things their little quirks yeah. and their little weirdness and things that they support knowing things like that is a lot better than going and getting something superficial mm-hmm. yeah i literally don't need a crazy fancy steak dinner like some people do need that and that's mm-hmm. fine like that's their personality or whatever but literally like we had takeout and went to see a movie yeah you know mm-hmm. oh my god that was she scared me she always scares me <laughs> she's <laughs> she's like a horse she's gonna neigh right now <laughs> i can't do any animal sounds today what the fuck um yeah i would just want to be with a man that wants to be with me that's it yeah and not does the bare minimum. I'm not going to cheer a man on for doing the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You did something that's going to make me want to stay with you. Congratulations. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm going to be thankful, but I'm not going to get on social media and be like, oh my god, my man, you know, did this. Like, yeah, he's your man. He should be doing that shit. Babe, stop begging. Yeah. Stop dropping the hints mm-hmm. he doesn't care he doesn't care he literally if he doesn't want to be with you he doesn't want to be with you yeah and it hurts it hurts yeah but it's so nice knowing that like you're not begging somebody no to be with exactly you. i would never want to put myself through that again props to all the girls that are doing it right now yeah you're better than me for no you're not better than me <laughs> but you're stronger for real no yeah. you're not stronger stand up you're Stand up. Chanel stand, stood up. <laughs> she literally She's stood getting up. out. She's getting out. What do you want? Oh my god. Okay? An hour and 21 minutes. Wow, that's the longest one we've ever recorded, I think, maybe. I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I think this is, I think this is going to be a good one. I think so, too. A lot... I went through the seven... Five stages of grief. <laughs> I always say seven. It makes more sense for it to be seven. It is. Like the seven commandments? Yeah. Is that ten? No, that's ten. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my Me, bad. Yeah, no, that's ten. Um, I went through the five stages of grief on this episode. It was a really nice one, you know? Yeah. Diving a little deeper into our family relationships, our friendships. Relationships. Our relationships. relationships Don't say situationships. Because that's going to send me into PTSD. <laughs> She's shaking right now, guys. I'm like, I'm like a veteran on 4th of July. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed. Let us know what you guys would like to hear next time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us on... The Rag... With Bravo Bitches. And cut.